In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This evening, we come to the conclusion of our Lenten study of the book of Joel. And it is, it is in these last verses of Joel that we see a comforting pivot where Joel promises a final vindication and everlasting abundance for God's people. Now, early in the book of Joel, as you recall, we heard of the day of the Lord. Joel identified the day of the Lord with the invasion of locusts, which destroyed utterly everything in their path. This signified the judgment coming upon Israel due to their sin. But even in the midst of this sin, Joel announces that God will spare those who repent and turn to him. Joel's message is not one of despair. He knows that God is a God of mercy and grace, a God who is slow to anger, abounding and love. And the promise of divine restoration culminates in Joel's prophecy that God will pour out His Spirit at some future time on all flesh. And this prophecy came true at the day of Pentecost. And it is here, the climax of the book of Joel, where Joel prophesies of the kingdom of Christ and of the Holy Spirit, which reflects God's redemptive plans for his people. Those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Those who call on the name of the Lord are calling upon the name of Jesus. There is salvation in no other name. Which brings us to the close of the book of Joel this evening. The closing of Joel tells us what the benefits are of calling on the name of Jesus. And it is here that we learn of a now and then a not yet reality. Joel writes, So you shall know that I am the Lord your God who dwells in Zion, my holy mountain. The Lord promises to live with his people in Zion. Now Zion stands for the city of Jerusalem, the location of the temple, where the Holy Lord placed his name among the people of Israel. But the Lord here is stating a New Testament truth in terms of Old Testament history. He is speaking not about the present earthly city of Jerusalem, but about what Paul calls Jerusalem that is above. And this, this today is the holy Christian church as the temple, the place where God was pleased to place his name in Old Testament times was in Jerusalem. So the Lord himself now lives, upon his, lives among his people, the church in the person of Christ to deliver us from every enemy, even from death and the devil. 
But Zion is also a reference to the not yet. It is the new Jerusalem, the crown jewel of the restored heaven and earth. The restored heaven and earth that takes place at the second coming of Christ. This new heaven and earth is presented to God's resurrected people. And it is here, here that Christians will live eternity and all the blessings of eternal life will take place. And the Lord paints a picture for us of this blessing of the new heaven and earth that is to come to the believer in our reading tonight. After the judgment upon the nations, the land of the Lord will overflow with streams of divine blessing. But the places of world power will become a barren waste. Joel writes this, And in that day the mountains shall drip sweet wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the stream beds of Judah shall flow with water. And a fountain shall come forth from the house of the Lord and water the valley of Shatim. In that day is the period following the final judgment upon the nations. And at this time, the mountains and hills of Judah, the least fruitful portion of the Old Testament kingdom of God in the time of the prophet Joel, will now overflow with new wine and milk. And all the stream beds will be filled with water. No more droughts in the hot season of the year. Because of this, there will be fruitfulness in the land of Canaan, the land of the Lord, flowing with milk and honey that comes forth in all its potency. Even the unfruitful Acacia Valley will be watered by a spring from the house of the Lord and turned into a fruitful land. The valley of Shatim here is the barren valley of the Jordan above the Dead Sea. The name Shatim, meaning Acacia, is taken from the last campsite of the Israelites on the east side of the Jordan River before their entrance into the promised land. And Joel uses this imagery to denote a very dry valley as the acacia grows in dry soil. The fountain then, or the spring that waters this valley, proceeds from the house of the Lord. Now the book of Revelation clearly shows that this spring is the river of the water of life which is the new Jerusalem coming down from God upon the earth, which proceeds out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. This overflowing of this life-giving water will be so great that even a desert area like the valley of Acacia will abound. But on the other hand, Joel speaks of what will become to those who oppose God and his people. He mentions Egypt and Edom. You see, Egypt and Edom, these nations and lands had both become types of power of the world who were in hostility to God. But now, 
at the end, there is a reversal. The curse of desolation will now fall upon Egypt and Edom on account of the sin that they have committed upon the sons of Judah. In particularly, they shed innocent blood of the sons of Judah, who are the people of God, in the land of the Egyptians and Edomites. And because of this, there will be desolation, a harsh judgment. These cities will be uninhabitable. Because Egypt and Edom were the enemies of Israel, they represent all the enemies of the Lord. Their lands will be a desert wasteland forever, a picture of desolation and damnation. But hear this, Judah and Jerusalem, on the other hand, will be inhabited forever. Again, a reference to the, in Old Testament terms, to the everlasting reign of Christ among his believing people. And Joel concludes, I will avenge their blood, blood I have not avenged, for the Lord dwells in Zion. The eternal desolation of the world kingdoms, such as Egypt and Edom, will wipe out all the wrong which they have done to the people of God, which was unpunished until the day of judgment. So the scales, the scales are balanced and the people are vindicated. To conclude his prophecy, Joel praises God with a thankful confession. For the Lord dwells in Zion. The Lord was with his people in Joel's day to deliver them from the locust plague and drought. But the Lord also lived visibly among his people in the person of his son, Jesus. And before being taken from the side of his believers, after his resurrection and just before his ascension into heaven, Jesus promises this. I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew 28. And Jesus continues to assure of his presence when he speaks to us in his word and when he gives us his own body and blood in the Lord's Supper where he is enfleshed and now among us sacramentally. And now we live and we wait in hope knowing that this last day will come and in the very last book of the Bible in Revelation, John tells us what we are hoping and waiting for. Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Waiting in the hope of the day of the Lord, we pray. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.